21CL Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the program. You are listening to the Education Vanguard, and I'm your host, Michael Bowl. Today on the Vanguard, I've got a fantastic guest. She's a student at a school that is very unique. What if the goal of a school was to learn to learn, learn to live, learn to act, and learn to be? And that looked a lot like a place where students worked on whatever topic they were interested in for the day and had the freedom to choose when to take tests, actively participated in regular trips around the world, and might be expected to travel the world speaking about the school. The Evangelical School of Burlon Center is that school. And today, I talk with Jamila Tressel, a senior student at the school all about her experiences, and why she believes the way she is learning is the best for all of our students. Enjoy the conversation. Jamila Tressel, thanks so much for joining me on the program today. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's nice to have a student. As we were talking before the show, we typically have educators on here, and it's great to have a student voice because really that's the constituents and the people that are involved in all these things we talk about in education. So thanks for joining us and giving us that. And you go to the Evangelical School in Berlin. Can you tell us a little bit about that school? What should we know about it? So this school is a school that works completely different than to traditional schools because we've actually invented a new system in order to change school and school system entirely. And what we did is to build our school on the four pillars of learning. There are four pillars that are the base of learning and what you should focus on in school, actually. And that's to learn how to learn to learn how to live together, to learn how to act, and to learn how to be. And on those four pillars, we build everything we do. We um, have self-organized learning, for one, so we learn how to learn by ourselves, and we're self-responsible. Then we have um, collaborative learning and age-mix groups, helping each other. We don't get grades for the first few years, so we can really focus on why we learn and not because of the grades or because of our parents, but actually, mm-hmm. what is it that we do here? You know, focus on ourselves and, yeah, have fun learning and without pressure, without um, anxiety, what I've experienced in other schools and many students are, I think. So, um, yeah, that's the basic concept of our school. And based on that, we've built everything, great projects and extracurricular Great teachers who don't teach us by standing in front of us, but actually are our coaches, our personal coaches who mm. um, who we talk to regularly, who coach us if we have any problems, not only concerning school stuff, but also like personal stuff at home, whatever. So we really have a place to be, you know, and to learn and to, to self-develop without um, all this stress involved that many students experience in school nowadays. So as you know, a typical school, you know, you go into class and then you go to the next class and then the next class. Does your school look different than that? Is a typical day similar to that or is it different? No, it's different. (laughs) So the first thing you do um, when you come to school is to choose what subject you're going to learn now. So I'm coming to school at 8.30 in the morning and I'm choosing, okay, I don't feel like math today at all. I just can't concentrate or calculate today. <laughs> so that's no worries. You just do something else, do English or German or whatever um, you're feeling like. And um, that also implies that you're self-responsible for your learning. You know, you have to organize yourself. And that's something you have to learn. I think that's very important for your later life to you know how to learn and to, to concentrate and um, so that's something different, I think, to choose, actually choose what you're going to do. Um, 
while at the same time being self-responsible. You can't just avoid math for two weeks or something. If you try to do that in the beginning, there are always teachers mm -hmm. who um, coach you along and to, who know you um, uh, well enough to solve the problem. Because I think no child is born disliking math, but there has to be some event that led up to that. And the job of the teacher should be, you know, to um, really help you motivate yourself. And in the end, if you manage that, I think choosing yourself is a great self-motivation, by the way. I think um, that even the possibility to be able to, to be self-responsible boosts the confidence and also the self-responsibility of, of children. So that's perfect, perfectly uh, working out this uh, self-choice of learning and learning by yourself and organizing yourself. That's all what it is about. Is that in some ways, I guess that models what life is like after school? You're kind of in charge of yourself or even your family or if you have kids yes, or whatever. Exactly. That's kind of but in the, in a safe environment, you know, you you don't you are self-responsible, but if you have any problems, you, there is the help you need. There is always a, a safe buffer around you that that you know um, helps you get up if you if you um, feel like failing at something. Like if, if you're not going to math for two weeks, um, you have a, you have a book where you write like a journal where you write um, down every class that you did, and you have a um, tutor meeting like with your, one of your personal tutors um, every at least every two weeks. So he will check your journal and if he sees oh you haven't been to math for two weeks what's going on there, um, is there any problem, do you need any help with something should I talk to some teachers some students is there anything that um, how can we solve this problem actually it's 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 problem solving that we learn um, together with our teachers. So over the times, you realize, yeah, math can be important too, you know. Right. <laughs> you have to actually have to go there. And um, so that's that's how it works with us. Now, you talked about how you can decide what you want to learn today. And, and my first mm -hmm. thoughts, or maybe a lot of teachers' thoughts, is like, oh, gosh, that person's just not going to do anything if they don't like math, for example. But you're saying that mm -hmm. you still report into... Uh, yes. a specific teacher who's maybe a mentor toward you. Do they ever like exactly. get mad and say, "Hey, you know, you can't just avoid <laughs> math for three weeks or whatever class it is. You need to do it. This is reality." Does so that the concept, happen? Well, not like that. The concept is that you have a personal coach, like one teacher, not not multiple teachers. One coach that knows you very well, and um, of course, if he realizes um, you're not you're avoiding math. They're, they're, you're going to talk, but it's not like he's kind of mad. He doesn't want you to dislike math even more. He has uh, learned the teaching skills and the, and the coaching skills to, to solve the math problem with you together. And I, like I said, I don't think it's, it's a kid born disliking math. I think there is something lying beneath it. Maybe it's just not its favorite subject, but to understand why you're learning something, how you could need it in your later life, um, totally helps most children to, to actually do it, to to get motivated and I think it's more like solving a pro problem together it's not about getting mad at you you know that's not helping um if you ever had a stubborn kid and you got mad I don't think it's all of a sudden going to do something no maybe a guilt trip might work but no you're right yeah <laughs> the, the but, you know there are I think there are better methods to to convince someone to do something even though it seems like he doesn't do it want to do it um, but I think um, this self-responsibility, I mean, the students who are in our school, they're in seventh grade, they're 12, 13 years old. I think they're old enough to, to understand what self-responsibility means and to learn it. Definitely old enough. Mm -hmm. I think you could okay. start way earlier, but that's where our school starts because it's an upper secondary school. Right. And 
um, also part of the system is, for instance, we don't get grades. I mentioned that, but also we choose our date where we where we write the test. It's no test writing at the same time for all students. It's all oh. about your personal um, um, tempo, like your personal pace in learning. So you work, you work, you work with um, material that our teachers invented. It's kind of like Montessori material, maybe. Um, or similar and you work and when you finished with a topic for instance I know in geography um, <laughs> Europe um, then you you go to the, your geography teacher and say I want to write the test next week Thursday because I'm finished with the unit and your geography teacher checks um, what you've done in the unit you you, you, you know you have, you've worked your tasks and he checks the task and says okay I think you're ready for the test you can write it next week and then you write it and it's not the typical pressure of sitting at home being, oh, my God, I have to write a test tomorrow and I have mm. no idea. It's actually you lead up that way. You learn for yourself. And if you don't get anything, you, you will you will have your time to figure it out. And, um, and at the point where you actually feel like, okay, now I got everything, that's the point where you choose to write the test. It's totally different than the teacher say, okay, you're writing a test tomorrow. And that takes out all the the, the pressure of the syst- um, out of the system. It filters really, and um, that's something that for for myself was very important because I always stressed about tests. Even though I'm I'm supposedly a good student, I always mm-hmm. stressed myself about tests um, in my former schools because I was so afraid and I had so much anxiety. I couldn't sleep at night. But now I was choosing my date and saying, okay, I, I feel like I'm ready. Uh, that's no problem. I can write my test. And not getting grades, of course, additionally is, is helpful in that case because you don't feel like, oh my God, I could fail. There is uh, there is no failing in this case. There's just you didn't pass the test means that you need some more learning in that subject. It just doesn't mean you're stupid or it doesn't mean you can never get it back up again or it doesn't mean you have a bad grade for the whole year. It just means that you need some more time to learn. I wonder, like, your school concept is unique, so there aren't very many other, I mean, I just don't personally know of any other schools that are similar, but however, do you feel like the model you guys have should be used everywhere, or do you think it should just be used at certain schools for certain types of students? I actually think that schools or changing education is not so much about the model, but actually about change, change of mindset and the change of how we approach school. Because our schools, like the regular schools, are so outdated. I think the system was invented 200 years ago to, you know, train factory workers. And nowadays we right. don't need factory workers all the, everywhere anymore. <laughs> we need entrepreneurs. We need self-critical thinkers and, and, you know, responsible people who are willing to conquer the challenges of the future that are, like, really ahead of us, especially for my generation, I think. So I think it's about mindset and a system change, not meaning um, using all the new methods. I don't think our school is a copy model for everyone. Not everyone should all of a sudden be exactly like the um, evangelical school in Berlin. But I think that many concepts we apply are preparing us much better for the future and everything that's laying ahead of us than the old system. So what I think is that uh, we can have conversation, conversations about how school can work differently. That's what I do all the time. I mean, I'm traveling around uh, Germany or also like Europe and at times even abroad, like in Asia or something. Sure. And we talk about we talk about how to change schools. And we, of course, we talk about how we do school in our school because it's so different and it seems so radically um, yeah different. But it's not only a copy model. 
it's mm-hmm. just an inspiration and on how it can work differently because so many people are missing the picture. So many people don't even think about school differently. They think it's just simply not possible. And what we did is to show, yes, it is possible. And yes, we should do it because it's worth it. Now, it's interesting how it's not just you that travels. It's it's groups of students like you no, within no, the school, exactly, right? Yeah. And so exactly. when you go out and travel and you're speaking, I'm curious, what are some of the reactions you get from uh, your audience members or people like me who are he- hearing what you're saying? Do they embrace it and say, yes, I'm going to do this tomorrow? Or they might have a question. <laughs> it totally dep- depends. It, uh, there are those people and those people. I think mostly they embrace it. Most of them think, wow, well, that's great what you do. And it's working in your school but it's not never going to work in mine because the audience is mostly teachers and headmasters and so on. At times, parents, of course, but it's mostly teachers who are in their system for years and years and have been there for years and years and just simply don't um, can't even imagine something different. So when they hear us speaking about our um, daily school experience and how different it all seems, they wonder wow, that's amazing. Mostly they think it's amazing, but mostly they wonder if that's actually going to work in their school because they have their experiences in their schools and their children and their headmaster that might be totally conservative. So, yeah, they are. Um, but it's rapidly changing, I think. So, so many schools now changed in Germany, actually. Um, oh. my, my former headmaster, she, built an, um, she, she, she started an initiative called Schools in Transformation. Mm-hmm. And this initiative is now getting bigger and bigger. And what they do, I mean, I'm working there too. Now I'm finishing school this year, so I'm starting to work there soon. And this initiative helps students to, to transform education in their, uh, not students, it helps schools to transform their educational system and to work differently. It can be our model, it can be something totally new, it can be parts of our model. You know, it, it, every school needs to figure out what can, are the first steps for themselves. But they are in change now. And I think that's the most important thing to just start. Start changing some, something. Start changing little things. Start changing the mindset for once. Um, start changing looking at students differently. Not as students who have all flaws everywhere, but students who are, have great potential. That's just not unfolded in school yet and can be unfolded with, I think, different methods. Jamila, we're coming towards the end of our time here, and I'm wondering about your future and and the future of uh, students like you. So you'll go off to university, and then you'll go out into the world, so to speak. Do you you think you guys will be continuing to aggressively push the changes that you're talking about now, or do you worry you'll just get absorbed into the everyday life of running your own company or whatever that might be? I think once you're a change maker, you're never going back. <laughs> so I actually think that um, love that answer. What I, <laughs> I I definitely think I'm gonna pursue changing things that I dislike, and that's I think also very important because so many people dislike their situations and they complain about it a lot, but they never do actually never actually do anything about it. So I'm all for being proactive and thinking about solutions rather than all the problems. I'm not even thinking in problems anymore. I'm thinking in challenges. And um, that's something I'm gonna keep highly for myself to 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 you know to keep making the change for the better uh, in any situation I am, it, whether that, that's school, whether that's university, or my later job life and my later you know whatever I'm gonna do. I'm not sure, but it's definitely gonna be something where I can create change uh, with people who are like-minded and want to create change as well. Jamila Tressel, thanks so much for your time and your passionate voice today. Thank you so much. 
This interview was brought to you by 21st Century Learning International. Find us on the web at 21clradio.com.